Welcome to Scheduled for Two Falls with Kieran and Niall, the wrestling podcast where we break down the industry one topic at a time. Yo, monkeys, it's me. It's DDP. You're listening to Scheduled for Two Falls with my boys, Kieran and Niall. This is Virgil, WWF wrestling superstar. I want to give a shout out to Schedule Two Falls. Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man, and you're listening to Two Falls Podcast with Kieran and Niles. My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, and you're listening to Scheduled for Two Balls with Saran Rep and Niall. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Hey everybody, this is The Godfather, and you are listening to Scheduled to Two Falls. Now keep it pimping. Welcome back to Schedule for Two Falls. Two Falls. We're back, baby. We are back. Season three. Season three. They said it wouldn't happen. I didn't believe it would happen. You were wondering what had happened. I was like, you're on. Is this going to happen? It's here. It's actually happened probably a little bit quicker than we expected because we have an exclusive interview. I mean, this is the biggest scoop we, we, we have, possibly will ever have. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Like claiming and everything, this is insane. Four days off becoming the IWGP heavyweight champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, we have an exclusive interview with Will Ospreay. I mean, I've been looking it up. He hasn't done too many interviews with no. anybody. Even if you go on YouTube, look for old interviews. There isn't that many there. Like, No, this is this is a scoop. Uh, but not only is, is it a scoop, I categorically believe this is a brilliant interview. Will Ospreay is fantastic. Um, it's the best interview we've done. Ah, it's been great. Niall, how has uh, the off-season been for you? Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Had a little bout of COVID. Oh, cool. Well, I had COVID, like I had the actual coronavirus-19, um, but I survived it. Yeah, but a lot of people have had it at this stage, so it's probably not. Yeah, I know. Like, it's I li- not literally, a big deal, is it? Where I am, everyone has had it, you know. We're, uh, <laughs> we're really going for the herd immunity buzz. Um, but yeah, so... Any of you uh, suffering from coronavirus, hit me up. Maybe I can give you some advice. Get your vitamin C, get your vitamin D, drink your milk, you know, yeah. say your prayers and... And listen to this. Thing and, good. and just plug into your phones, listen to this interview. Yeah, look, we're up to... T- this is our 21st episode. Like, you got 21 hours of absolute golden content to get you through anything lockdown-related, coronavirus-related. So we're here for you guys. We're here for you. We're here. Uh, let's try out the socials. It's been uh, f- a little bit, a few months since our last episode. You can find us on Twitter. We're at scheduled for 2F1. That's the numbers 2 and 1, at scheduled for 2F1. Instagram, Niall? 
We're at scheduled for two falls. That's the number two, two falls. And finally, you can email us and we are looking for episodes, uh, our episode requests. So send us an email with what you'd like us to, to discuss. Uh, the email is scheduled for two falls at gmail.com. That's the number two, scheduled for two falls at gmail.com. Now, let's not hold this up any further. Uh, we got a, a long form entry here with Will Osprey and... Uh, for those who are not familiar, just a bit of background, for those who are not familiar with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you, Niall, are a phenomenal mark for New Japan mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling. Uh, tell us what it's about and you know, and, and why that is, uh, why it's your favourite place to watch wrestling. Uh, it has been my favourite place to watch wrestling since about 2000, January 2017 when I saw the uh, Omega Okada match at the Tokyo Dome first match in whatever amount of years to break five stars they went on to have a seven star match too same two guys i think it's just the reverence with which they treat their top titles uh their style of wrestling uh it's hard hitting fast pace uh their title matches generally go 25 30 minutes minimum and they really concentrate on the storytelling in those matches so i just think in terms of top end in-ring wrestling and long-term storytelling uh that's one of like or probably the best place to um, enjoy that type of wrestling if that's what you like. It's kind of the antithesis, I suppose, to what WWE has been in the last few years. And uh, yeah, I just love their their hard hitting, fast paced matches. There there are lots of tournaments involved. Everything has high stakes, and uh, they don't pass around the title that often. So when we say that Will Osprey has won the World Heavyweight, the IWGP World Heavyweight title, that's a that's a big thing, you know. Um, there's been about six champions in the last uh, eight years or something like that since 2014, 15. There's only been about six, six, seven different champions. So that's a, you know, it's a really special thing for someone to win that title. Yeah, and it's the it's kind of known as the wrestlers promotion. You know, that's where a lot of the wrestlers wrestlers want to be the the technical yeah. guys, the guys who who truly love the sport, who see it as an art form more than a mm. potential catalyst to fame. Yeah, even you you look at the talent that have come out of there to the US. It's where like Kenny Omega. His, made his name and really learned the, the top end level of his craft. It's like Nakamura, AJ Styles was went got himself to the next level while he was there. Finn Balor uh, did a lot of his training there and made his name there. And you know the Good Brothers, were, they did a lot of work there. The Young Bucks, all these guys. That's where they learned their like the the big part of the business of how to be stars and how to have these top end matches. Yeah. And if you look back at who they're, so Will Ospreay is obviously their top title holder at this point. If you look back, who else has held that title? Uh, Vader, Brock Lesnar, uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yeah. Okada, Tanahashi, Nakamura. Um, You can go back further, Muta and these guys, you know, big names. Uh, Inducted into WWE Hall of Fame this week, Jushin Thunder Liger. uh, Was their junior heavyweight title holder several times. Phenomenal talent. Um, you know, so they, they really are the kind of wrestlers company where the wrestlers themselves are given the time to have classic matches. Yeah. Okay. Uh, without further delay, let's kick in on the Will Ospreay interview. Enjoy. All right. You're very welcome back to Scheduled for Two Falls. And we're here with an interview with, I mean, possibly the greatest interview we scooped to date because he is the new IWGP heavyweight champion of the world it is the one the only will osprey will i mean it is such a pleasure to have you here on the show thank you very much sir appreciate being here 
Well, we're huge fans. Uh, we're based in Ireland. We've caught you at OTT Wrestling before to watch you last weekend win the title, win the big one. Um, send, I mean, it sends shivers down my spine just thinking about it again. It was just, it was such an epic moment. And I think everyone back home were absolutely smitten for you. Just pure, pure passion, delight. Uh, well done. Congratulations. I appreciate it, man. It was, it was a long time coming, I should say. I mean, busting me ass for all these years and, you know, putting a fly in the flag for New Japan. Like a lot of these guys who signed with New Japan, they just stick to doing New Japan and some partner companies like Ring of Honor. But for me, I like to fly the flag and I like to give back to the independents as much as possible because they they are the places that that made me. So like as, as much as I like, I would physically love to just wrestle everywhere. My apologies, the, the low battery sign came up on my iPad for some strange reason. Some strange reason, some four percent battery, I four way charge too. But uh, no, it's just it's just something that I just I, I love to give back as much as possible. So generally happy. I, I read, and this the reason it kind of jumped out at me is this is one of my favorite matches of all time as well. And uh, you had said in the past that was a huge inspiration for uh, the AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe Treeway. Um, what about that match was so special for you that it kind of captured the mind of a young Will Ospreay? I, I just saw this because um, I was always a big fan of the cruiserweights and light heavyweights growing up. And to see, because uh, I was just channel hopping and I just saw this six-sided ring. I've never seen anything like it before in my entire life. So I thought this is different. And then uh, it, I can't remember the match prior to it, but then they did this whole like, highlight package of why these three guys are wrestling. I was like, okay, so now at least I know the backstory. And I don't know what it was, but when AJ came out with the hood, and I was just—it's it's like a fascination of just like, okay, this is different. Like I like this. So the six-sided ring, the guy that was dressed like a um, uh, a priest, and then this ginormous man, and this the spectacle and this enigma that was AJ Styles, and then just like the first five minutes, because you know, I'm, I'm ADHD kid over here, just like I've got such a short attention span. And it just locked me in these five minutes of a, a, a big guy that could move, uh, a, a guy with a character like Christopher Daniels with so much knowledge of like how to like play our matches and just the most incredible athlete of today's generation, AJ Styles. I think that's just the uh, perfect combination of to lure in me. And I think it, it's kind of set the tone for today's generation of wrestler, to be honest. Yes, yeah. it's like the early prototype kind of for... Uh modern matches like you know that pacing and the hard hitting and like that was the first time i'd ever seen lads kick each other full on in the chest before as well um thought that was pretty cool like uh were there any other kind of matches from when you were growing up and younger it's that doorbell <laughs> <laughs> will uh, will prepared us beforehand that there is a delivery on the way and there it goes the bell has rung <laughs> that's brilliant if, if there's a, if there's anything to do with you guys, it is to do with like wrestling wise. So there, it is like quite deep needed. Okay, no worries. <laughs> but like, all right, I'm back. Here we go. Right, go. Um, yeah, I was just saying. Um, were there any other kind of matches from when you were growing up, or any other moments even that like inspired you to to kind of this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, does anything AJ Styles was attached to this like uh, just grabs me uh, 
Dragon Gate as well. Like, I have to give credit where credit's due. Dragon Gate really sucked me in just because I was a big Dragon Kid fan. I love Dragon Kid. I thought it was the man. Uh, my, my first ever Japanese ever wrestling match that I ever watched was Kenta versus Kanemaru, which is now weird sitting back as an adult looking at it now and just being like, oh, they both work here. So it's kind of like, it's cool now looking at it like that. So, dude, this, uh, Dragon Gate, any type of junior heavyweight wrestling, but like it was mainly TNA that really captivated me. Paul London was one of it. And obviously the main one for me was Amazing Red. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. All those dudes just because I think they just wrestling got to a point in oh four, I want to say. Well, two, no, oh two. And it was kind of like the same stuff. There wasn't anything new or anything exciting. And I didn't know of what was going on in Ring of Honor or even TNA or anything else. It was just WWE. And just one day I was just channel flicking, like me and my mates were just bored. We just found this wrestling. We were just like, what? that's not a wrestling ring is it because like we knew this was wrestling yeah but we was just like the, the ring is that's not a wrestling ring but so i've always to this day i've always wanted to like get my own six-sided ring i've always wanted to do it just buy one just say that i did it but unreal it's it's amazing. i think the missus would have a go at me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there's a generation of fan out there who grew up on tna who, who completely missed the attitude era now and it is it is amazing it kind of has to put it puts things into perspective you know how amazing the early tna days actually were um oh, and, and that kind of led into i suppose when you got to new japan and best of the super juniors you probably took on pretty much every guy you had seen in in that tna era at some stage in the best of the super juniors like how grueling a tournament is that con considering that style the way you're working what type of conditioning would you need beforehand and i guess how does that compare with working in the g1 climax which you've obviously successfully partook in the last few years so yeah, it's it's hard because i remember when they first did the junior that was my first real tour like I, I did uh i did sakura genesis or back then it was called invasion attack so it was a one shot and i'd come home and then i did another tour but it was it was like a week so it was kind of like oh this is easy, a bunch of tag matches whatever and then when i finally did the super juniors i had an idea of how it worked but i didn't really fully prepare myself for how it was actually going to happen and it's just brutal singles match after singles match after singles match and thankfully, like, I, I guess because my whole career leading up to that point was singles matches and uh, and a lot of uh, Japanese wrestling is kind of like tag matches and singles matches are a, um, a specialty, I guess. But my whole career was singles matches. Uh, so, so in that retrospect, I kind of, I, I was prepared enough for it, but I, I can't tell you, like, afterwards when I came back to the UK, it's a mixture of jet lag and just not adjusting back to the time. And I remember being backstage at the York Hall when I came back. I was throwing up minutes before going out to the York Hall crowd to face Mike Bailey. And I was so sick. And it was just because like, I just came back from that tour and my body was so physically exhausted. But uh, in terms of difference, the junior heavyweight, I, I move a lot faster where the G1 they're bigger lads. Like A lot of these guys had like 20 kilos on me mm -hmm. a lot of them and like a, a forearm from a guy like say Hiromu hits a lot different from a forearm from an Ishii they just hit differently so it, it's just that weight difference 
your body type has changed quite a bit over the last couple of years as well. Um, so congratulations on that. That must be grueling as well to keep that conditioning going. It all started, it started back in 2018. I had the idea of putting on weight and finally looking after my body because I was looking around me at guys like Ricochet and, uh, and guys like Tana and even like, uh, like just Kenny as well. They were just ripped, but I was just the skinny kid. Like I was, I was always, I think I had like a, just a natural body. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I never, yeah. I, I knew, I knew what a gym was, but the only gym I knew was the cashier gym at McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> so, it's, uh, like, it's part, yeah, brother, of course you got to do it. <laughs> but, uh, so I started kind of, when I went over to New Zealand, I started, different workouts and just because I knew what to do. I just didn't know why we did it in this order, why I eat this type of food. And so I started seeing a change in 2018 in my body. And I think I packed on so much mass so quickly because in 2018, I broke my ribs from just something that I would usually do and usually land. But I guess my body was either A, exhausted or B, I packed on so much mass that when I finally caved in on myself, my rib just kind of broke. <laughs> so I was just, so I had to adjust. It is a, it's a weird adjusting period that you do with wrestling, but um, I really come into my own in lockdown because I, I could like, so for the dumb kid that I am, I called the lockdown. I saw countries locking down left, right and center and OTT canceling their shows and, progress canceling their shows and cancel 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 i said i think they're going to start locking down gyms i just said it and phoebe you're being idiotic why would they do that and i was just like because if they're closing down public spaced areas the gym is just a public area it's just like but it's this that so i was like i'm just gonna buy it anyway just to be on the safe side i'm gonna have a garage gym and smartest decision I ever made. I was able to keep in shape. Uh, I would have like, because I was in the UK, I had so many muscle foods, like kitchen order stuff in my freezer. So I was so like, I was ready. Like I was ready for the zombie apocalypse to hit boy. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> so I just, I, I, I locked in, I got in phenomenal, phenomenal shape and uh, phenomenal shape. And, uh, in the space of six months, I put on 10 kilos and I was able to get to 105 kilos from 95. So I was just, I was over the moon. I, I couldn't believe I did it. Um, I, I'm trying to go the other way. I, I'd love to get down to 105. <laughs> Try, trying to shred down? Yeah, yeah. What, 117 at the moment? Um, it's all diet. It's just cardio. Yeah. I mean, talk to Yeston Reese. He's the guy that got me into shape. Generally, like I, I say it to everyone now, especially because we are in a lockdown, our mental health is so bad right now. Everybody's all locked in. We're all left with our thoughts and our damn mobile phone devices. And I hate it. But like, yesterday was able to like exercise is the best form of just like getting out there, even if it's going for an hour or walk, just walking around it like burns off so much like calories and cardio. And it just, you're outside and you're just breathing in fresh air. You just feel so much better about yourself. I just advise everybody to do it. And yesterday, Reese has got me in phenomenal shape, especially for 
my title match. I let myself go in, in the New Japan Cup. We can go on the roads, you know what I mean? Yeah. Snacks and food and all that. I messaged my, my man yesterday in Reese and I said, I got a week. I need a cutload of body fat. And he was just like, right, here you go. So a little plug for my man yesterday Reese. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We'll stick his sessions up as well at the end. Um, you mentioned uh, Hiromu and Ricochet there as like they're two of my say, like favorite opponents that I've seen you face like classic match after classic match. What was it about like the combination of you with like both Ricochet and Hiromu that just made these matches so special? Ricochet was just kind of the, because I, I grew up with Ricochet in a weird way. Like he was my first import in the British wrestling scene. He was the first guy ever wrestled outside of the UK. So like he kind of taught me the ropes a little bit and he was so giving and so kind. And I actually dropped him a message like as I won the, the championship and I just said to him, like, none of this would be possible without you. And uh, Hiromu, just, he's, he's the coolest dude that I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, but like, Hiromu, it's, the, it's just something about him. Is he's, he's so willing to tear apart his body and so am I, to be honest. Like, I wake up every single day and I'm, I'm like, oh, God, I, I, I'm alive. Great. Like, do you know what I mean? So if I could tear apart my body and he's willing to tear apart his body, I think we have that weird combination where we're both willing to die in the ring. And it's, okay. and it's very bad from an office standpoint, but as a fan standpoint, it's like... I've had to watch some Osprey Haroma matches like through my fingers, just thinking like, <laughs> oh no, this could go horribly wrong. But like every time it's just unbelievable. And it's like just kind of you not know, from a lot of high flyers in particular in recent years have gotten kind of um a lot of criticism for like flippy floppy and all this kind of stuff, which I think is ridiculous. Like the Will Osprey Ricochet match has got so much attention to New Japan before it really took off. How do you like block out that kind of stupid criticism that comes along online? Cause like you are quite active online. So I'm sure you do see a lot of it. Uh, I, I don't block it out very well. Like I must say, like I, I do take criticism too hard. And I think maybe that's one of my many um, downfalls, to be honest. Like I, I do take a lot of things too hard, but like when it is about wrestling, I, I'm fully willing to listen and to, take a step back and to try and evolve because that's the only way I'm going to get better. I'm just like, mm. but I just see it as when it is Will Ospreay, the like Spider-Man and Ricochet is Spider-Man. You, you want to see that, you want to see them do them. Why mm. would we change and why would we do something different just because we're against each other? It is just, that's just the way that I see our style of wrestling. I've gone so in depth with it, but just when it comes to, just blocking it out. I just, once again, exercise is the greatest form. Just like, I don't, it's not that I don't care because obviously I do care about fans' opinions, especially when it comes to wrestling. I want fans to enjoy professional wrestling and to love professional wrestling. But I also want people to take a step back and realise that like it is a performance and it is it is an art form mm. and it is something where it is, it is just like going to the movies and, you know, it is just that, that whole thing where it's just, for me, it, it's a physical theatre. It is, it is, it is a theatre yeah. performance for me. And although, and I do fully understand it can trigger emotions where you can get angry about something, or you can get sad about it, or you can get happy about it, or you could be in awe about it. But there are emotions that made us fall in love with wrestling to start with. So they're the things that I, I do like to tap into it. I do like to 
make people like I don't like to make people angry. It just it just happens. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, it, it's just one of those things where I just, if I can trigger a genuine emotion out of somebody from wrestling, yeah, I feel like it 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 does its job then. Yeah. So although like it, it makes me sad that I've uh, it triggered an emotion, it also makes me happy because like that that's what made me fall in love with wrestling. Is I like if I didn't like something, I want to see that guy get his ass kicked. But if I saw something good, I'd want to talk about it and I'd, and I'd take inspiration from it. So that's where I kind of sit on the fence where it comes to wrestling. Yeah. I think the first 10 minutes of your match with Ibushi as well um, probably took a lot of people by surprise. I I was absolutely enthralled by it. Um, just the, the mat wrestling to begin with. Um, I was it, it just made me, I was thinking about it a lot. It was a real thinker's match, you know, where you're kind of wondering where it was going to go. So um, again, a masterpiece in my opinion. Um, I guess just to to move back towards New Japan and and basically the setup over there. Um, what did it mean for you when you joined, like as a, a young guy, early twenties or coming into mid twenties, when you joined the Chaos Stable and working under Okada for so many years? Like we spoke about so many other people you've learned from. Um, how much did you learn from your time, you know, working with Okada? A, a lot. Uh, I, I learned so much and just even just being backstage and watching on the monitor, but just like how to carry himself as a champion. Just like just, the one thing I've always said about wrestling these days, just like it just lacks stars. Like, do you know what I mean? Just, and we say it all the time, there are a bunch of guys waiting, like in locker rooms, waiting to just bust out. But there is just that missing thing that I, I just, something about wrestling today. There is something missing that is just maybe it's the presentation, maybe something. But I do, I do. I watched Okada walks down every rampway and the way that there'd be money falling from the ceiling and the jacket that he'd be wearing. I'd go, damn, that's a star. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And then, but I look at that and I go, well, I want it. So I did. I learned a lot from just being by his side and how he carries himself and how, like, even just little things that like fans would go up to him in the streets and be like, can I have a photo? And he'd be like, no, <laughs> can I, can I, can I, have it? and, and we laugh about it, but it's just like, but it makes you want it that little bit more. 100%. It makes you that little bit more wanting for his, um, uh, attention and that those little things, but like, cause if you just hand it out willy nilly, then you, like, yeah, you're a nice guy and whatever, but then you're not like, protecting yourself you're you're you're, you're accessible mm. yeah you know yeah. in a weird way so like i i do little things like i don't give out my autograph all the time i, I don't take photos with fans that often now I, I like i'm very thankful for the ones that have supported me throughout all this all this time but i do take myself back a bit now just because it is one of those things where i i want to be looked upon as a star and i'll do my stuff for charity and i'll do my stuff for like fan conventions and stuff like that but in the streets and if people see me i do have my block up because it, it, this is my time this is my time and like i'm with my family or with my girlfriend i'm with my with my friends this is my time i appreciate the support and everything in between but like this is this is me and it's not me being a dig or anything along those lines and making lights I'll, I'll, I'll give you an acknowledgement i'll say hey thanks for the support but you come see me at the shows yeah, but like you're out in public, you know what I mean? I, I obviously I have no experience with any level of fame, but I do think like you know, you're out in public, you need to be able to kind of unwind and be yourself as well, like rather than being approached and 
Oh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like once again, nine times out of ten, I always like I, I will always be like nicer in public, and just because once you just be, you just be a nice person, you you be nice back to people. But it is just that it's once again, it's down to that accessibility, and you don't want everybody to have their access to you. Otherwise, everyone has a uh, you have almost like an obligation to everybody. You're everybody's property. I'm my own property. I'm New Japan's property, and like. If, for example, New Japan is selling my autographs for X amount over here, then uh, you know, if I'm signing stuff for free, then it's, it, it doesn't like make them money. Doesn't like so. In terms of yes, it is a business. I'll always acknowledge guys and always go, hey, like hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever. But in terms of business wise, this is business. This is where I draw my line, and that, that's just God. That sounds horrible, but in the same sense, it is. I'm sorry, it's, it's business. Yeah, it makes makes perfect sense. I think most people should understand that pretty well. Um, moving since since you moved up to the heavyweight division full time, yeah, like you've obviously already had classics with Okada at the Tokyo Dome, Zack Saber Junior, Shingo, and clearly you feel at home in the heavyweight division because you're now the champion. But obviously there was a tease at the end uh, of the of the event last weekend. Like what? What's next for Will the heavyweight from your perspective? Not not necessarily where the where matches are going, uh, but just as as you like you said at the start, you've reached a, a very a high tipping point at this stage. Where, where do you go from here? You know, you're you're at the top of the mountain. Well, I think we're just we're at a uh, a changing period, if you like, in New Japan Pro Wrestling because I, I do believe um, a lot of fans trust in a weird way has been a little bit questioned because of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I think fans were begging for some change and New Japan gave them change, but it, I guess this wasn't what the, the common fan wanted. They liked the Intercontinental title and the heavyweight title because of the history and prestige that they have behind it. So now a uh, responsibility lies on my shoulders to make this championship more important than both of those championships combined. And I'll happily say it once again, although I'm aware of the history behind both belts, I'm fully aware of those championships. I couldn't give a toss though about your Mutos or your Hashimoto's or (laughs) any, any of those wankers that have held the championships. I don't give a toss who you are, right? If you're that good, you will hold this championship again. You will beat me for this championship. We can acknowledge the history, but we can't fucking live in it. We can't live in it and pretend that this this is still a thing. This is an office decision. At the end of the day, they paid the bills, all right? So at the end of it, if they want to make a world heavyweight championship, they've made a world heavyweight championship. And if you're that good, if you think that you are the best, you will take this from me. But I don't see any of you guys taking this from me. Why? Because I am on another level. So from this point, this is going to be one of those things now where the title defences are going to be very important. They have to reach a certain level of expectation. And who is the best guy for the job? The guy that dishes out five-star matches every single goddamn time. I can't remember the last time I had a bad match. Do you know why? Because I can't give out bad matches. It's physically impossible. I was born to be the greatest professional wrestler of all time. And believe it or not, I do that job fantastically well. 
So who are you going to want to put that championship on? Guys that have held it before or the guy that is changing the face of pro wrestling. No matter what I do, if you love me, hate me, you cannot deny that I am the most talented pro wrestler that has ever existed. I'm the greatest British wrestler that has ever existed because now I'm going to start asking you boys the question. Name me British wrestlers that have come over to Japan. Go on, go. Uh, what's Steve, your man? Steven Regal. Steve, oh, he didn't win the championship, did he? All right, no. next. Billy Robinson, was that his name? Billy Robinson? Did, did he win the championship? No. No, he no. Didn't. oh, oh, oh. Go on, other people. Go on, current guys. More, more well, current I, guys. Come well, on. I think we won't know the answer there. There is nobody. Yeah, there isn't. So what that makes me is the greatest British wrestler that has ever... You know what? I think even further now, now I'm even <laughs> thinking, my brain's going. What have we done? European, <laughs> name me European wrestlers that have reached this market. Devin. You can't! Or um, Devitt. Prince Devitt. Devitt, yeah, but he wasn't did, the world did champion. He, did, did he win the world championship? He, he no, he won, the junior, he won the junior championship three times, same as me. whoop the fucking do <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all respect the junior heavyweight championship and Liger, God bless you. Hats off to you. All of the boys, Devitt, but hats off to you, mate. But you didn't win the big one. You had the chance to win the big one and you bailed out for more money. Fair play to you. I'm a money man myself. But you didn't win the big one. European-wise, name me somebody. Somebody that did what I did. Oh, no one. I am de facto the greatest European wrestler that has ever lived. I actually agree with that. But now I really want to see David versus yeah. Osprey and OTT. Can we get Can we book yeah, it? Like that's going to happen. Somebody <laughs> so... He sold his soul to the devil. And if he's happy, fair play to him. But he knows he doesn't want none of this. As much as I love the guy, the guy's a, the guy's a lovely dude. If you've ever met him at a merch table or anything, what a sweet man. But good guys come last in this situation, unfortunately. And like, it's just, like, like once again, I'm a lovely guy at points, but when it's time to do business, brother, I'm a businessman. And you sold out. You went. You got. You got your job well done. You won the universal title. Like lost it the next day. Whatever. So like instantly, bruv, You want to come? You want to come back anytime? I, I'm here. And the fact is, my United States work visa, boys, got approved. I can go back to the United States anytime I want now. So if they really want it. If WWE, there is nothing stopping him. This whole forbidden door that everybody's talking about. There is nothing stopping Vince picking up that phone, calling our office. Our office do a little bit of business. You want this match? You can have it on Peacock. We want this match. We want it on New Japan World. Little handshake agreement. I'll face your British boys. I'll face your Pete Dunns and I'll put him in the ground. I'll face your Drew McIntyre. I'll put him in the ground. Debits, put him in the ground. Anyone that you generally think is the best wrestler that ever came out of the European scene, I'll put him in the ground. And most importantly, anyone around the fucking world, I will put them in the ground because they're all imitators of Will Ospreay. They ain't the real shit because the real shit is New Japan Pro Wrestling and he's the world heavyweight champion. And that is why the title is going to be so important. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is the best promo I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Um, um, well, yeah. speaking of Devitt, like, because, you know, New Not Japan is... 
Uh, New Japan is like faction heavy, you know, and I suppose Devil Dare the creator of Bullet Club. But there mm. hasn't really, until you, been a new faction built around a, a kind of a top star in years. Like you get, you've gotten the chance now to build your own faction with the United Empire. How awesome is that? That they picked you to right. be the one. Mate, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And the fact is I get to, like, harken it back to... Uh, so my granddad was a, was an East Ender. He's a prop, proper, proper Londoner, my granddad. I love him. It's it everything that I inspired to be like as a man. And, but he's, he's, he's a gentleman, but he's a tough boy. I just remember seeing all these hard British men all around my ass. And like, the thing is, as a 14-year-old, I was a little shit. I was getting into trouble all the time. Uh, and when I was 18, I had to cut that off because, you know, you have to play the humble game in wrestling. You have to play that kind of this yes, sir, no, sir, free bag. So I don't have to say yes to anybody now. Uh, do you know what I mean? I don't want the boys to say yes to me. Jeff, Hanare, Okan, you boys don't need to say yes to me. All you guys need to do is just go out there and do the work. And there is, like, all four of us, we bent over. The thing that we have in common with all of us is we bent over backwards for New Japan. Like, we did everything that they wanted us to do, and we just couldn't break that glass ceiling. And the moment that we started doing things our own way, who's closing the show? The United Empire. Mm. And that hasn't happened. Like, even when Bullet Club debuted, it took them, took them ages. Like, oh, God, Debit had it for... When did Debit make it? 2013? 13, something like that. Yeah. And then it, it took AJ Styles, a world phenomenal star, to then take it to that next level. Uh, do you know what I mean? LIJ, that, that, that's the most recent faction, I think, LIJ. And Naito done a fantastic job, won the championship in, uh, I, I can't remember when it was formed, but just, it, I'm, I'm not dissing the guys at all because, you know, like, Bullet Club done fantastic for New Japan as a worldwide exposure. Same, same with LIJ. Domestically, they've done ridiculously well but in a pandemic era where we're now just relying domestic domestically on japan and then the global audience is like we've got our new japan strong guys and they're doing a fantastic job but in a global pandemic the weight has come onto our shoulders jeff's it jeff's shoulders by the way could probably carry two worlds because he's that <laughs> strong so you've got it on four lads who are just hungry, who just want it. And now that we're just, there, there isn't a leader. I hate that word leader because like, by no means am I a leader, but I'm a guy with direction and everybody, I'm, a, I'm the guy with the map. That's mm. all I am. Right. And if, and we're all looking at the same map and we just want to take New Japan and we want to create in our image we think things do need to be changed up a little bit, especially because, like, during this pandemic era, I do think, like, with cut crowds, there is only so much interest you can drum into it. We want to make those guys make noise. I know that's the biggest rule. That's the biggest no-no in Japan. But we're going to make them make noise because what we're going to do is make them go in shock and awe. And we're yeah. changing things up. You sh Honestly, you should have been there. When, when I won that title, Stormbreaker, it was like the pandemic didn't even exist. They made so much noise. Why? Because they just saw greatness right in front of them. Like, do you know what it, I mean? And this is where I am patting myself on the back. I'm tired of being humble. The United Empire in one night clean sweeped up and we walked out with the richest prize in New Japan history and we're not even one year in. 
And you killed with God on Easter Sunday. I thought that was pretty awesome as well. I didn't even realise it was Easter Sunday, mate. That's how <laughs> I try. Like, you know I mean? like, here's the one thing, right? And I'll say this, real, real talk. I don't know what the fuck goes on in the world, right? I only <laughs> care about wrestling. And that's, that's me being real, right? The only things I care about is paying my damn mortgages, making sure my family's looked after and pro wrestling. That's all I care about. I don't know what goes on in the real world, right? I don't know what day is today. That is how bad it is. <laughs> right? I don't know what day it is. I get a message. This is how I know when the tour's on, right? I get a message the day before telling me the arena's here. Okay, sweet. Do you know what I mean? That, that's, <laughs> that's how I know, what's go- know what, what day it is. I don't know what day it is. I'm too busy. I'm too busy being a fucking champion. I'm too busy leading a damn company. Yeah. So anyone could complain all they want. Oh, he, he said he killed God on Easter Sunday. Fuck off. Like, I care. Like, go do something with your life. Stop complaining. Like, I killed God. I killed, I killed your God. And I just showed it. Man beats God every single damn time. Mm. Well, God, God rises again, unfortunately. And if the if the parables or stories are true, so you got to look out there. Well, no, uh, Jesus rose again. Like I, I know that. God, Jesus rose again. I, I, I don't know what. Like God didn't do shit. God ain't done <laughs> fuck all for me. I did. Oh, like you did it for like, yourself. If, if God is, yeah, I did all this myself. Everything. This pink Versace robe you see. Do you know how much it is? No, no. Do I? <laughs> I? Great answer. But I paid for it. God didn't pay for it. God didn't give me talent. I gave me talent. I came out of the womb and I just magically superhero landed outside my mom. It's boom, bam. Got all the damn talent under the sun. My, my, not God's money. My money pays for all this. My hard work pays for all this. Not God. So I hate it when people call themselves the God or something. You ain't God. You ain't shit to me. Well, somebody out there is calling themselves the best in the world. I think there was a little bit of uh, social media buzz. Is that a dream? Is that a dream match for you, Mister CM Punk? Mate, best in the world, more like the best of the bad bunch. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like uh, all right, here's the thing. I won't deny that that man, right, when he walked into Chicago that night when I, everyone thought he was leaving, I was hooked, brother. Mm. I was hooked so deep it's calling yourself the best in the world and i was hooked in well done you got me there mate but now i'm a i'm a 27 year old man next month i'm about to be 28 right and now i look back on that and i go i could do everything you could do and more plus a flip and some pancakes <laughs> and some syrup on the motherfucking side <laughs> so if you jump right and that's the thing i want it because i think it will draw attention to new japan pro wrestling i don't want to do it in no other company. I don't want to do it in a random indie. I don't want to do it in, in, in any place other than New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Because this is my bread and butter. Mm. I believe in pro wrestling. This company believes in the art and the sport that is pro wrestling. And I, I believe the best wrestlers in the world compete for New Japan Pro Wrestling or, or at least have done something with New Japan Pro Wrestling, at least something. That motherfucker, he's done something with, uh, I dug into it a little while ago. He's done something with Zero One. Nothing against Zero One, but like, I, I can't tell you a match of the year that's ever come out of Zero One. And it's not distant. I lo- love Zero One. I've like, got, got a few friends over there. But New Japan's where it's at. Come over to the best wrestling company in the world 
And if it's you're struggling to find the love for pro wrestling, trust me, brother, there's no one that loves pro wrestling more than me. I'll drive that love into you, but then I will hate you, mate. I will ruin <laughs> your fucking life if you get in the ring with me. So don't do it. You know what? Like, I, I, I'm saying to you, I, I want this match more than anything, but you know that you need this match. Do you know what I mean? You mm. need Will Ospreay to make you a bigger star. So tell me, right? Tell me that you you don't see the star power that Will Ospreay has. I'm the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion for a reason. You called me out. You said you wanted to wrestle with me. I didn't, I didn't even think you ever wanted to wrestle again, bruv. But I want it. People want it. Everyone wants to see CM Punk back. I'll, I want to do it. I want to do it just to prove a point. There's only one best in the world, and he carries the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. NW or NJPW World subscriptions gone through the roof. Um, right, yeah. this is a they, they, they say they say this all the time. Where like I, I saw I won the title, but oh, I'm canceling my subscription. New Japan are saying the subscriptions have gone up. So whatever, lads. <laughs> right, keep keep trying. It's all good. Like it's not. I don't care about you people. I, like go go away. I don't want you people watching my pro wrestling. Brilliant. Yeah, um, we'll we'll wind it down a bit for you now, Will. If that's cool at you, um, we we'll, 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 we'll make you we'll make you humble again. Uh, we'll get back to your your indie years. Um, we've seen you wrestle at OTT several times over the past few years, and your your dedication to indie wrestling in the UK and Ireland has been beyond admirable. Um, yeah, I mean it's just amazing the star level that you're at in New Japan, and you consistently get back and wrestle. Uh, in the, I suppose, in the in the indie feds, can we expect to see you in an OTT ring again in the future? Now that you're the heavyweight champion, is that a possibility still? I, I don't know anymore. Like I just, I think that the thing is with the the indie scene and just just in general. I, like I definitely will be back for RevPro because I do want to defend my British heavyweight championship. But it is just one of those things where, um. I, I just think it is. I'm more than happy to get back into an OTT ring more than uh, scheduling, of course. And if mm. it was able to do, trust me about it, I, I'd be there in a heartbeat. But I think there is a lot more uh, on my part that I like outside of wrestling that I need to do uh, to build that bridge again and to come back just because I am. Although I talk a big game, I talk a big game. I'm a big boy, and like I, I will happily sit here and say, I'm not, a, I'm not perfect. By no means am I perfect. I, I can happily admit that. I'm the closest thing down to it, but like you know, like just flicks like that. Like, I'll, I'll happily say, like, dude, I, I make mistakes all the time, but I'll do my absolute best in my personal life to rectify every single thing that I've ever done. I'll always put my hands up when I am in the wrong, 110. percent uh, and and I'll face any challenge that has ever come at me, and I'll do my best to educate and be better all the time because I want the best for not just British wrestling, Irish wrestling. And uh, if it was ever a possibility that I could front this out again and go to the OTT fans that accepted me from day one, and to bring them the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and say like, hey, look, I. I I'm not going to say I grew up in OTT because, uh, like, I, I came in very. I came in as I was going to 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I was very loyal to OTT to scream it from the rooftops to say that this is... I, I actually said it a little while ago. I was having a conversation with um, one of my friends. In fact, one of my friends, I'll just throw out, I was having this conversation with Moxley because obviously he was uh, coming to OTT yeah. uh, just before the pandemic struck. And he said, uh, I accepted that booking for OTT and you've been screaming a lot about it, so it better be good. And I went, you go there and you will fall in love with pro wrestling like all over again. Like I, I scream it from the top of my lungs. I do think OTT has some of the best fans that I've ever, ever seen. And I, I want to, I want to get back in there with them and I want to be in the ring with them once again. But I think it is once again, not just pandemic, pandemic wise, but it's going to take time on my behalf to build those bridges again. And I'm willing to build those bridges to, uh, to return to OTT and hopefully, hopefully we can come back. I'm great with management, but it is just yeah. fan wise. I want to rebuild those bridges. Great. Well, we'd awesome. love to see it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Two fans right here would absolutely love to yeah. see it. Um, Niall, anything to sign off on there? No, I just want to say thanks a million. Will, this was fucking awesome. Great interview. And one of the best promos I've ever seen in my life. Niall, Niall it's not Will. a promo, bro. It's not a promo. It comes it's from the real deal. See where, this, see where this gold medallion lies, mate. Right? <laughs> yeah. see this thousand pound gold medallion lies, right? It all comes, it lies on the heart. And sometimes you just got to speak from the heart. And do I believe in my heart of heart that I am the best pro wrestler in the world? Damn right, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't wear all the, you can't wear all this, you know, like you know this, this, this. I got nice socks on as well, but I can't be bothered to show people my feet, you know. You, you got to be the best at something. You got to be the best at something to get all this type of stuff. That's true. Well, we we really appreciate your time, uh, particularly when last night was your last night with B. I think for quite a while. So uh, yeah, really, really respect the fact that you've met us today. So that must have been a, a tough evening. Thanks very much. Will. Yeah. Yeah, extremely tough and like all, all the best. Like I'm sure this is not the end of her pro wrestling, but I think for now she just really wants to take a break from wrestling just because it it, it can be overbearing. I, I, I'm mm. 100% like, God damn, I'm medicating because of it. But just, you know, I just, I can't express enough my love for pro wrestling. I love it more than anything in the world. And if it's time that she needs, it's time that she needs. So, yeah. God bless her. I hope she's like love her more than anything in the world, and I hope she's doing well. And I hope you guys are doing well. I hope everybody's doing well because I understand it is. It's an it's extremely tough time right now. I get it, mm. real tough on everybody. Uh, and I hope the only thing I can do is during my matches make some people trigger an emotion or make some people feel stuff. Go on a roller coaster of emotions because yeah. at the end of it, this is just all a persona, and I'm generally happy that I am able to do what I'm allowed to do. And I'm extremely grateful for any fan that I've ever had to be able to perform to you guys means the absolute world to me to be as far as I am is such an incredible thing. So thank you for your support. Anyone who's watching this, thank you for your support. And I can't wait to continue doing what I'm doing. Well, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show and what a week. And we wish you all the best going forward. You're a fantastic guy and an unbelievable wrestler, the best in the world in our opinion. You're damn right I am. You are damn right I am. Thank you very much, boys. Take care, Will. Will. Take care, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless.
I mean, I, I feel we say this every time, but that was something else. That was the best interview yet by a country mile. Well, I know you were fanboying the whole way through it. The big know, New Japan for us and Mark. I was buzzing. I was buzzing. But he was awesome. Ah, uh, he was amazing. Yeah, he's um, such a, an open, honest guy, mm. uh, but so bloody talented. And, and uh, like really articulate as well. That kind of, I was like, I, I was surprised because you see him on social media and so on and he doesn't. I don't think he lets on he's as smart as he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, intelligent guy. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, we covered quite a lot there. So, um, it's, it's, we're, we're still sort of people listen for people listening. We've literally just come off with Will. So we're still unpackaging it in our head, but, uh, that was, that was great. Looking forward to re-listen to it. Uh, we covered a ton of stuff there, a ton of stuff. Um, Thanks very much for listening. This has been the first episode of season three. We season are season three, baby. We are back, and back. Uh, we're going to have more guests up this season. Uh, we'll go back, obviously, to the old format as well. We have a few topics that have been requested, uh, but there's a couple of slots still available. If you yeah. have anything you'd like us to discuss, there's been a few suggestions already, which we have taken on board and we will be covering. Uh, no spoilers, but spoiler uh, alert. If you have anything you'd like us to cover, uh, please hit us up on social or email us. Um, but yeah, that was Will Osprey, the best in the world, the IWGP heavyweight champion, the king of wrestling right now. Yeah, it's hard to argue that he's the best in the world at the moment, considering like if any of you haven't seen any Will Osprey matches, in the last six to eight weeks, he's had three full on like absolute classics. With uh, Shingo Takagi, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., and the recent World Heavyweight Championship match for Scott Abushi. He's just unbelievable. Like, he's working on another level at the moment. He's reached his peak. Like, so get out there and watch him if you can. Yeah, we'll throw up a few links of any clips and stuff that we have mm-hmm. for the, the non New Japan pro wrestling fans. Uh, Niall, that was an ep- uh, unbelievable episode. We will see awesome. you next week. Awesome. All right, Niall. Adios. All right, Kiran. Take care. Take care. Take care.